Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today, we have a powerful episode, and as always, Mike Rez is on assignment, and now, somewhere in cyberspace, is Johnny Rage. It's a pleasure to be back, Dags, and um, I'm doing this even though I uh, sustained an injury not that long ago, a couple of minutes ago or so. What happened? I had about two bowls of Captain Crunch, so I got... uh, the old roof of the mouth is torn to shreds, but never fear. Johnny Rage is here. I'm in position and I'm ready to do this. I've been a healthy scratch here for the last, uh, for quite a bit. Healthy scratch, that's a term, Diggs, you wouldn't be familiar with because you're not like into the sports scene. And, and, and EA Sports doesn't count. But um, anyway, EA I'm ready. Sports, it's in the game. Let's do it. Oh, by the um, way, yeah. By the way, a powerful new Call of Duty game came out. Got to get that we Johnny should- Rage. When did it come out? First part of November. Do they do now? You're into that. That's your world, not mine. But is that once a year? Or we did twice a year. How often do they re, uh, release one of those college? It seems like there was one not that long ago that came out. Well, to be fair, you were an expert on Battlefield. <laughs> right. Johnny Rage is positively dreadful at video games. I was an expert on Battlefield. I dominated and I just quit it. I mean, no sense to continue. You hit so. it and quit it. I hit it and quit it. Quit it and forget it. How many battlefields has there been since uh, the original one? I don't know. They keep going back to World War One, World War Two. Why you know? is that? What what's 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 up with that? Well, here's what I did, because everyone loves you know World War Two, World War One, the classic World Wars. We're gonna bring you today on a powerful show today. We're gonna bring you a movie, The Forgotten Battle. Mm-hmm. Powerful Dutch film, 2020. We will be talking about that. Yeah, people like like the classic war games. You know, when they, the warfare, they try to make it too fancy and put in lasers and all this stuff. People don't want that. But, you know, wouldn't you say the greater population of people that are doing the, the video games are the youth of America? Would you agree with that statement? I'm youthful. But what would draw them back to World War One, World War Two? Because it's not like they're part of the greatest generation in any way, shape, or form. I find that I want to know the reason for that because I don't I don't understand. It's timeless. It's why the kids are going back to eighties retro. It's mm-hmm. a better time. They know it's messed up now. So you think that they are lo- yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, you know, Dave, sometimes you're just never going to know the answer and I'll just accept what you're saying. Yeah, it's just like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll? Tootsie Pop, the world may we, never know. The world, and and why should we know? Who cares, right? Exactly. I mean, it's just useless information, and this podcast is loaded with that type of thing. It is useless information, but it's entertaining, Johnny Rage. Very much so. Now that you got me with you, yes, I've just brought it up a notch. I I took it to the next level, Johnny Rage. 
You, you know, it's hard to fill the shoes of a Mr. Mike Rez. You want to know why? They're too small? Yeah, he's an 8, I'm a 12, so <laughs> just can't do it. So, shoe. A really big shoe here, really big shoe. Johnny Rage, we're excited. We've been giving away tons of movies, tons of DVDs. I gave away F9, gave away the new G.I. Joe film. Stillwater is a new film. You guys got to follow us on Twitter, at AmazingPopPod. Powerful way to interact with us, and it's also a powerful way to get new films. Johnny Rage, guess what? Another new film. Awesome. Um, you know, I hate to bring the C word in COVID, but that's the one thing it stripped of my life was the weekly movie that I, I loved so much. And I know the movie theaters are back opened, but it's just not, I, I, I've kind of broke from the habit days and I really miss it. And, and I'm hoping to get back to it. But, and, the, and then the, the, I haven't really seen any movie that really kind of, has driven me back to the movie theater but anyway so hopefully maybe your your movies can fill in the void for what i've been missing yeah we got a great a lot of great selection and johnny rage you i know you love horror films love them one of my top yeah one of my faves i got a great new one okay underwater now on the, uh, on the top of your head what are some underwater films horror films that you can think of the Loch Ness monster i mean um the creature from the black lagoon is very that good yeah oh well, that's a classic um how about, under deep, how about anaconda deep, yes deep blue maybe deep blue anaconda um that one with the big the big uh prehistoric jaws like shark what was the name of that one megalodon yeah megalodon gosh what was the one most recently i'm trying to think of anyway continue on I'll, yes I'll, well I'll... the good news is i have a powerful new film for you guys to check out and i'm giving it away that's what we do on this powerful podcast. We give it away. We give it away now. Powerful give it away, film. give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Tell us about this flick I want to hear about. What's it Are about? Are you ready? Walk me through this. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, here we go. The underwater horror film The Deep House is now available on digital and on demand. When a young couple sets out to explore a house at the bottom of a lake, they discover a sinister presence. Can they escape the underwater house of horrors before it's too late? Buy or rent The Deep House today and find out. Unrated from Paramount Pictures. The best part of that is it's unrated. Yeah, it could be a potpourri of different things. Yeah, they're they're not going to hold back. They're not going to, you know, that's why I hate those PG. You got a horror film. It can't be PG, Johnny Rage. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get my hands on a copy of that. Yes, it's going to be powerful. And guys, you got to follow us on Twitter, at AmazingPopPod, and we'll be giving away that film. I'm giving away Stillwater. I'm just giving away, like Johnny Rage said, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now we have... Other powerful ways to follow us. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Like our Facebook page. You can follow us in the car. You know, yes. do that. Follow us wherever you want. Just follow us. And wherever you enjoy powerful podcasts, please do us a favor. Please leave us a review. Leave a rating and a review. That way it helps the powerful algorithms. It helps us be meta and helps us get listened to. Right, Johnny Rage? Yeah, speaking of which... Isn't that the new Facebook name, Meta, now? It is. What do you think of that, Diggs? I mean, I, they're not changing the platform name, but that's the new corporate name. Yeah, like Alphabet. Uh, do you like that name? Is it? No. No? no. Now, if you, could, if you could name Facebook, even the platform name, not the corporate name, any, any, what would your first reaction be to a new name? If, if you were given the rights, Diggs, you were going to now name Facebook, what would you call it? 
The machine. The machine. You wouldn't call it the most world's popular, popular, uh, popular podcast. Yes. No, just the machine. And we all know about the machine and I'm at the helm. I control the machine, Johnny Rage. Yeah, you do. Cause you censor me just like, uh, Facebook does too. Have you yes. ever been in, have you ever been in Facebook jail? Thanks. No, because I know how to play the game, the algorithms. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have not. Maybe I okay. should though. Give me some more street cred. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's enriching to be to tell everybody else that yeah I was in Facebook jail. You know, I did some hard time. I mean, I wonder if that counts. You know. Well, to be fair though, I was in Twitter jail once. You were? No, I wasn't. I'm just kidding. I know. I should though. Trying- you're just trying to fit in with us hardened I know, criminals. I know. That's, I, I'm, a, that's, I'm a hardened criminal from Facebook, Jim. That, that's why I brought you in. I did my time. Yes. I did my time. No, I've been in Facebook jail on several occasions. And it was for like the most, uh, not even, a, I didn't see anything that difficult or that off. But yes. anyway. Well, there's certain buzzwords. If you use them, you're screwed. It must be because I don't even know what I said that put me into Facebook jail. You know? Oh, Johnny so Rage. <laughs> They, they accomplish what they want to, though. When you come out of it for like six months, you're almost afraid to say anything. And that's exactly what they want to do. So, But not on this podcast. We talk about whatever we want to talk about. We do. Or or ultimately what Diggs thinks we should talk about, and then he censors it. But, yes. Um, well, I know, though. You might, well, you might as well call this Facebook, this podcast, because you censor more than they do. It is very I meta. Was in, I was in your podcast jail for months. I haven't been, you haven't allowed me on for a year. So... What up with that? You know, I don't know. But Johnny Rage, do you like Pop Tarts? Only if you put a lot of butter on them. I'm taste testing live right now via this powerful podcast a new Pop Tart flavor for me Pop Tarts Pumpkin Pie. Ooh. What are your thoughts on that, Johnny Rage? Initially, it sounds delicious. I love anything with that pumpkin spice to it, you know, like a good ginger, good pumpkin, a pumpkin latte. It sounds really good. Um, have you? Are you into it right now? Tell me your thoughts. You're the one. No, doing no, it. I'm. I'm going to do it live right now. It's okay. Do you like the powerful mylar uh, container they have it in the packaging to protect it from EMPs? What do you think of that? It's catchy. I mean, you know what it is. It just screams of this is a pop tart. Come get me. Here I am. Yeah, I. I, no, I guess I haven't been moved by any way, shape, or form other than. You know, like I said, here's my here's the pop tart. Come get me. Take me out of this. <laughs> How about cereal? Remember out. Uh, Box cereal and it used to be in that wax paper. Well, I'm telling you, I just told you what I did here moments ago is I've got Captain Crunch roofer mouth, we'll call it. Was that true? You actually did get injured by Captain Crunch. I did. Prior to joining you for this podcast, I enjoyed two full bowls. I was only going to go with one, but I couldn't get enough of it. I'm like, no, I want more. Ah, you know. Let me ask yeah. you, Jenny Rage. 2%, 1% skim or whole? Oh, too. you cannot dilute your milk if you're gonna go with skim milk that's like light beer it makes me gag and, and the reason that is is as a kid i came from a large family and trying to save money my mother would use powdered milk Yuck. we didn't know any better we didn't know any better at the time we thought oh this is milk isn't this wonderful but then when you'd go to a friend's house and you had cookies and milk it was like this thick cream. It's like, this isn't milk. No, this is milk. What are you talking about? No. So to this day, 2% sometimes is even thick enough. I like to reach for the vitamin D, you know. Let me ask you this. Did you have crunch berries? It, well, the crunch berries to me are too much of a distraction. I just want to eat 
the Captain Crunch. That's all I'm after. Don't throw me anything else in there. It distracts me too much. ADHD. I want to just get after the Captain, and that is it. Just a Captain. Do you know? remember King Vitamin? Oh gosh, yes, and Quisp. Some of my favorites. Quisp and Quake. No, it was Quisp. It was like the little saucers. And there was and Quake the guy... too. Quisp and Quake. That sounds like a uh, uh, a band that's back in the. It 80s. does. Yes, yeah. Quisp and Quake. Quisp and Quake. No, I, I don't remember Quisp and Quake. I remember Quisp, but uh, and yes. King Vitamin, uh, Count Chocula, Blueberry, uh, and new greens, uh, green clovers, and blue diamonds, Lucky Charms. They're magically you know, delicious. Uh, you know, we have all these advances in the world, but we really never did anything with our cereals, have we? They're all pretty much tried and true from back when we were children. Is there anything new on the market? Not really. They've just kind of forgotten about it. You know, let's just leave these alone. These cereals are just perfect. We're not going to make an advance in that. Would you agree with that statement, Tags? Maybe you should do some research. Why do we got to miss? I mean, cereals got it right the first time. There's no reason to make anything different. Just keep it what it is, you know? Your raisin brands, your grape nuts, and your cap and crunches. Yes. Plenty of variety. So, and Johnny Rage, here we go. Can you hear it? You're opening the Mylar balloon. Yes, that I'm, is, I'm opening this right now. Pop-Tarts, pumpkin mm -hmm. pie, not pumpkin, pumpkin. Here we go. God, that, oh, that sounds so Okay. Now I'm going to give it the sniff. You ready? Mm-hmm. It smells like delicious pumpkin pie. It does. Yes, okay. I haven't even cracked. It's, I haven't released the... Now, before you do that, please ex there's, explain the frosting to me. Is it a white frosting with like a, it is a hint... A, Okay. Cinnamon spread sprinkled on it or what? Okay. It is white frosting with orange, yellow, and red. Very autumnal colors of sprinkles. Mm. Very well done. Mm. Yes, very well done. Here we go. Breaking into it. Mm -hmm. I'm sniffing the interior. Mm. Smells good. Here we go. Is it like a bouquet? A bouquet you can't even describe to us? I can describe it to you. It is very... I'm getting hints of nutmeg, getting a little cinnamon. Here we okay. go. First bite. Okay. God, this is killing me. You think as a co-host I could get one of those? Any thoughts? No, I haven't looked at the ingredients, but I'm getting a lot of apple. A lot of apple? That's a little bait and switch, isn't it? This is supposed to be pumpkin and... Tastes like pumpkin apple pies. Let me grab this uh, ingredients here. Did you not even read the print? Watch it say, boldly says on there, pumpkin apple. Well, I didn't want to read before. Okay. Well, you see. want to know exactly what you're taste testing, don't well, you? Well, I was going to kind of do it live. This is uh, live. There is nutmeg. Ginger. Oh, always have, there's nothing that speaks to the holidays and fall more than nutmeg. Molasses. Molasses, too. And eggs. It's real okay. pumpkin. Okay. Well, that's it, folks. Pop-Tarts, pumpkin pie. Now, I didn't, uh, it kind of cooled off here, but I recommend the best way to enjoy Pop-Tarts is in the toaster. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. I love them right out of the box. And have I, have I, you I, had them toasted? I've had them toasted. I just, there's something about it. I don't care for the... That was a powerful review of Pop-Tarts, pumpkin pie. Now, Johnny Rage, I'm looking in the news here. There's hints of war. We got China. U.S. warns troops may plan Ukraine invasion. Russia sends nuke bombers on patrol over Belarus. It never changes, does it? Well, you were just talking about World War One, the war to end all wars. All that did was really kick off more wars. We, there, you know, there's been wars since 
man whittled himself a sharp point on a stick. Yeah, it's just hum- it's just human nature, huh? It's just human nature and egos and and people trying to throw their weight around, and you hope that um, cool heads prevail, and, and I hope nothing happens, but there's always going to be something. On that note, let's segue into war, World War II battles, and the film The Forgotten Battle, the Dutch film 2020, and we enjoyed that on Netflix. Johnny Rage, tell us a little bit about that film. Well, you know, you talk about war, and you immediately think of the machines, the the, the military. And by the way, this is how fitting, because today is Veterans Day. That's another reason, another reason I wanted to do it today. But anytime you think of war, I think you think of the devastation, the... You think of the foot soldier, you think of the Air Force, the Navy, and all those things. But one thing that people forget is the impact on the civilian that the wars actually had. I mean, some of these World War II and World War I and all of them are fought through cities and, and, and the, the um, fields of, of countries. It's not like a football game where we have a specific place for the game of football to be played. This was in the front yards, it was in the farms, it was in the fields. And those people may not have been killed, but were impacted huge. And a lot of them joined forces and tried to fight uh, the Nazis underground. Uh, Many, many stories where that happened. And that's what this story does. It unfolds how the common people tried to, uh, I mean, resistance was a common theme during World War II. In all wars, you always have that resistance. And that's what they did in this movie is they tried to work in the underground and try to deliver to the allies information from behind the lines as to what they needed so they could defeat the Nazis. And um, the, the, the movie was a slow burn, there's no doubt. But it was very interesting, too, because it wasn't about necessarily following the foot soldier around like you saw Saving Private Ryan. Save It, Priving Ryan was a story. Uh, we all know that story. Well, they went out and searched out the missing brother because four of his brothers were killed. They wanted to get to save the fifth one. Um, kind of like the Fighting Sullivan's true story that happened. All of them were killed uh, when a Navy, the Navy ship that they were on exploded. But, um, you know, and, and here we go through life and we're pissed when we go to Starbucks and the line is too long. And it just puts things into perspective. It's like, man, these people lived with the war happening right around their homes. And again, I'm getting back to this movie. It was a slow burn. But if you're a history buff and if you enjoy seeing another perspective of World War II, I thought it was a pretty good, it was done well. Uh, great actors. And it was a good film. The Forgotten Battle. Now, tell us a little bit of the, about the plot, how it went down. Basically, it starts out where. They think that the Allies are going to come in and free them from Nazi rule. And uh, they have Germany marching through the towns and the cities. And this one, uh, it, because it was a slow burn and it was long, I, I don't remember characters' names. I kind of get lost in that. But this young guy is just fed up with the Germans. So he takes a rock. This is in the beginning of it. And he throws it through the windshield of a German personnel vehicle carrier and because of it it causes the guy to wipe out like five or six of his own german soldiers and that kind of sets the stage because the guy the kid that did it i forget his name 
he actually runs away. And so, but the Germans didn't forget about him. And they're trying to find him because they want to, of course, arrest him and, and, and uh, probably put him, put him to death. But that kind of sets the stage. But it, it, it shows you the tensions that they faced and how much they hated the Nazis. And so they spent a great deal of time trying to track him down. They think they know who it is, but they're not sure. And they make their visits. You know, they go from door to door, knocking on the door, looking for this individual and trying to squeeze the truth out of people as to who he is. And that kind of sets up the movie and shows you the backside, the backstory of the resistance force that worked during World War II against Nazi Germany. You know, it was, uh, the backdrop of the film was the Battle of the Scheldt. It's mm-hmm. uh, unique in, it, in a sense that it's uh, first Canadian Army. You don't hear about that a lot. You know, you hear about the Americans, but it was led by the first Canadian Army and had Canadians, Polish, British units. And they were trying to open up the shipping route to Antwerp, you know, mm-hmm. so the Allies could get uh, supplies in there. And, you know, and that's part of the movie, too. The, the ultimate goal of the resistance is to show um, supposedly that river at high tide opens up enough, kind of like in the Ten Commandments when Moses opened up the Red Sea. There's a moment where you can actually cross that river without needing boats. And the locals knew that. And so they're trying to get the information to the Allies so that they could take a huge shortcut and then come in behind the German defenses. And that's what the, the movie is about, this resistance team trying to allow the, uh, tell the Allies about the opening of that river where they can cross the riverbed. And um, that ultimately is at the end where that's what happens. And then, of course, they attack Germany from all sides, and they end up winning that, that battle uh, over that river. Yeah, it was five weeks of battle, five weeks of fighting, heavy fighting. The Canadian First Army had 12,873 casualties. Half of them were Canadian. Horrible. And, you know, they do have some war scenes, too. Where, but, you know, you've had these generals or these colonels who would try to take these uh, advance against these German pillboxes. It's just like, dude, I'm not getting up and, ha- and, and, and charging in a situation like this. But yet these guys did, and they're just dropping like flies because they got the machine guns on. The Germans do. The Germans have them pinned down, but and they're all yelling, advance, advance. It's like, hell no, I'm not advancing. You know, and, and there was a particular scene in there where you're just witnessing this. And, and you know what happened to some degree? And you're just like, my God, the, the shit these guys went through. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Man, reminds me of when the, you know the advance on D-Day when these guys were just charging the beach and just getting absolutely pegged from from atop the mountaintop there. Just the, I mean, you think about the passion, the Canada Canadians coming all the way from Canada to fight in a foreign country. We thank the veterans, especially the Canadians, Americans, everyone on this Veterans Day. Yes. What did you think about the cinematography, the way the movie was filmed? You know, Dag, I, I think you should uh, thank me, too, because unknown to most people, I served as well. And I would appreciate a thank you. I know it was only a bartender, but still, it should represent some form of celebration. You know, because it's on, you talk about the cinematography, um, you know, that typical World War II stuff. Um, because I was watching it on TV, you don't get as dramatic of an effect as if you're in the movie theater. You don't get the immersion. You know, No, you don't. So you don't really pay much attention to that. You know, it's really funny. I was thinking about uh, you talking about the uh, the effect of a scene. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch Save It Private Ryan and if you watched it on your phone, 
that opening scene, mm-hmm. it would be nothing like it was in the movie theater. Correct. And that's what kind of bothers me when people see these films we talk about and they watch it on their phone or some tablet. I mean, you're not getting that the sense of what it really is. I was just saying, even on dumb films like uh, Mission Impossible, there is this fight scene where uh, Tom Cruise is in, and I wanted you to see it, and I just watched it on my phone, and I'm like, this sucks. Because in the movie theater, I was just like, holy shit, you know? And then I watched, well, it, on my, I watched it on my phone, and I'm like, this sucks, and you're going to watch it and go, oh, it's not that good. Well, unfortunately, what has happened with movies is they've become time fillers. You're at the airport waiting for your plane. What do you do? Oh, I'll jump on a Netflix and watch a movie. Now, when you go to the movie theater, you actually make a point and you're anticipating a movie to be. I mean, I mean, how many times do you go to the movie theater just to see the previews to see what's coming out? And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see that one. You're not going to watch it on your phone. You're going to get back to the movie theater and engage yourself in that movie. Well, right now, the tablets and the phones, because all of us have to be looking at our phones constantly, movies have become fill. It's not the main attraction anymore when you watch it on your phone. You're probably just trying to kill some time. The Forgotten Battle. I like yeah. the cinematography. I like the colors. You know, they do those uh, traditional kind of that World War II, that kind of washed, saturated color. Whatever happened to your, this is a moment for you to use sepia tone. I haven't heard you use yes, that one. Yes, rich sepia tones. Yeah. They do have those warm tones, though, you know, in these movies, the uh, World War II movies. Mm-hmm. Instead of some harsh, you know, digital light. Mm-hmm. You know, the scenes indoors, it's always real shadowy, and there's light coming mm-hmm. through the window. Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you mean. I always marvel, though, at how, the, and I know anything is doable, and Hollywood is really good at making something look bigger than it is, but I always marvel at having the replicas exact of the personnel carriers, the tanks, and there's probably just one, but they're able to make it look like 30, you know? But I always try to look when I'm in a movie like that for something that breaks from that, that era, like they forgot to maybe take the, um, the 2020 Tesla out of the back out of the back lot you can catch it in the in the movie oh I'm yeah just, i'm kind of weird like that but and there are instances where it happens i'm never able to point it out but i have have watched uh little short films on where they did get caught doing something like that they're like a world war ii movie and there's a, a jet from you know up above in the air that's being filmed at first i thought you were talking about actually having the wrong type of weapon or the wrong tank but even say you know if you think about that the research for them to because there are nerds that could point that out oh that's not a g157 machine gun that didn't come in that wasn't introduced until the 70s they absolutely have the right you know you know how that is there's those people that catch that absolutely stuff. yeah for me I'm, I'm, and unless it's over the top i don't care i'm not going to sit there and look at the at the rivets on a plane and tell you that's not the right aircraft well but, for but, some if, people- but if it's blatantly wrong then i get upset well, for some people, that's their call because they want to make themselves self-important. Like they know, and they're going to prove that that shouldn't have been there in that particular. Who cares? Just like there was that lawsuit. McDonald said over fifty billion served, and somebody did the math. There's no way in hell they're going to do it. Uh, they could have served that many. Who gives a shit how many people McDonald's has served? We all know we've been there way too many times. We're embarrassed to admit it, so we let them put up there as many numbers as they want. Out of five tank treads, what are you giving this film? As you mentioned earlier, I do like a good horror film, but I also love a good war movie. I did like the backstory, but I felt it was a little lengthy and a little too detailed. I don't need all that information. 
Um, if five, uh, I would probably give it probably about well worth watching, but I'd give it about a two and a half. Oh, that low, really? Yeah, it was a slow burn and too much info too. Um, let's get through this. Um, it was two hours, 20 minutes. That's what the first thing I look at when I go into a movie. Okay. How long are we looking at here? You know, that determines if I'm going to watch it. It actually took me, you know how there's some movies where it just holds your attention span and you can't put your phone down. That didn't do that. That took me about three or four days to get through that. I kept coming back to it. You know, I will give it 3.5. Wow. Those are high marks. Thanks. I liked that. It was a Dutch film, not Hollywood. I liked how it was, you know, not, not a common battle that everyone thinks of, you know, I mean, there was Normandy, but this is more, you know, when you're in there, the Battle of the Scheldt, you know, versus Battle of the Bulge. I mean, everybody knows the Battle of the Bulge and everybody knows D-Day, but Lord knows how many, and everybody knows about the Pacific Islands, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm into history, but not that enough where I know this particular battle, but it's a different, you don't hear that battle. The Battle of the Bulge, for some reason, is all you, you ever really hear. And you um, and you like that this film showed the the people that were being occupied. Yeah, it was nice to get their perspective because we forget, like I laid out earlier, how impacted they were by these wars. I mean, here in the United States, fortunately, we've never had a war. I mean, and I'm not counting the Civil War, but we've never had war step foot, unless you want to count Hawaii, I guess. But in the contiguous United States, we haven't suffered through anything of that magnitude, and hopefully we never do, because it would be horrible. Thank you for your thoughts, Johnny Rage. That's why I'm here, Diggs. That's why you invited me. Yes, you know? and we want to thank all the veterans on this powerful Veterans Day today. We hope you guys had a good time listening today. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. Like I said, get on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, get on there. It's a lot of fun. I'm on there 24-7, cracking powerful jokes and talking about pop culture. And the handle is at Amazing Pop Pod. We're also on Instagram, like our Facebook page. And this podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.